Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. So good to see you this morning. Turn around and tell somebody near you today, say, I'm just glad you're here. Would you do that? Just let them know. Say, I'm glad you are here. Amen. And we are. We're so glad you're here today in the room with us. I'm excited that God has sent you today. I'm glad that you're joining us uh, online today, our online family, and I'm glad that you're connected here. But if this is your first time, we just always want to tell you how glad we are that God sent you today. So let our first time guests know how much you appreciate them this morning. Amen. Good to have you guys. So good to... So good to have you. And if you're new here, you can do this. You can uh, stop by. We'd love to just give you a gift and just get to know you better. You can swing by the hospitality room there to my right. If you're watching online, click that new here link. Let us know you're out there as well. And uh, we'd just love to get connected with you. But again, thank you for being here today. Excited to have you. Well, who's ready for the word? Amen. Anybody love the Bible? Amen. Come on. I love your enthusiasm this morning. So do this if you would. Grab yours and go with me to Mark chapter 1. Amen. Yeah. Mark chapter 1. And uh, I hear pages turning if you use those Bibles. And those are incredible, by the way. Use that. And uh, you can turn there or you can tap there. You can click there, however you get there. But go with me to Mark chapter 1. If you use the version Bible app. Really cool app. Uh, if you use that app, you're welcome to do this. You can click on there, click on more, and then events, and you'll actually see this sermon there laid out for you, passages and points and everything that you can save and share with friends and dig back into later. But Mark chapter 1 is where we're going to be hanging out, first of all, this morning. If you've got it, say, I have it, Pastor. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Let's read it. Verse 21, it says, then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. He entered church and taught. This is Jesus. And they were astonished at his teaching. Amen. For he taught them as one having authority and not as a scribe's. Nor there was a, uh, now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. So in church. All right, so remember that in church, a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. All right, verse 25. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, not because he was wrong, but he was not going to listen and have interruptions in his house when he's bringing the truth. Amen. And so he said it this way, rebuked him. And he said, be quiet and come out of him. So when talking to the man, he was talking to something in the man. All right, so be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. 
And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. Can we pray? And then we'll hang out for a little bit in his word. So, Father, I thank you today for your spirit that's with us right now, Lord, in this room. And, God, we just thank you that in your presence, Lord, there's fullness of joy. There's deliverance. There's freedom. There's victory today, Lord. And then we just ask you to bring it in this place, and we receive all that you have from us, Lord, for us. In Jesus' name, would you say it, church? Amen. 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 I, I'm excited. T tell somebody near you, say, next week's Mother's Day. All right? Next week's Mother's Day. And so I hope that you will be here. Uh, it's going to be a special time. We're going to have a special gift for all of our moms. And actually, this is how we do it here. If you're, you're new here, we, we honor all the ladies. If you're a lady who serves in this house in any way, any form or capacity, you, you, you'll get a gift as well. So uh, we want you to be here and, again, bring someone with you. It's going to be a special time. We do that on Father's Day as well for the fellows. But so come, be here. Don't miss that. It's going to be a special day. So I would love to have have you. And so, but today I want to jump back into a series that we've been in now for a while. And in this series, it's, it's just simply called Why? All right, why? And um, we've been like spending time like answering questions. We've been like talking about why we believe what we believe as a church. We've been talking about why, again, we just trust this word. Just I mean, so many things that we've dug into in this series. And, um, and again, last week, we talked about why listen. We're talking about that you can hear the voice of God. I mean, you personally. Uh, it's cool that you, you, know, you have people in your life that do that, but you can. How many of those God wants to talk, talk to you? Amen. And he wants you to hear him. And that's what's so cool. I, I got a testimony that someone shared from me, completely just a new encounter for them, that they got in their car and like just have never experienced God in this way, got in their car and just turned on worship music and the Spirit of God just entered their car, and they were just hearing from God themselves for the first time. And just, I was just like, man, how cool is that? And I love it that, man, we do it like in church. That's fun, amen. This is, I love doing that, and I love hearing from the Lord in church. But when you hear from the Lord in your car, come on, amen. That is just cool. So you can hear from him. So listen, because God is speaking to you. But today I want to talk about why, if you already flipped over to the new version notes, you know this, but why deliverance? Why deliverance? Now, um, if uh, I had actually threw this out, I had asked, because we've been in this why series for a while, I was wrapping it up, and I, I asked the question to in our family page. I said, hey, is there any area that maybe you would like to hear teaching on that maybe we have not hit yet? Any questions that you have that we have not answered yet? And got some, got some responses back, and one of those was say, hey, why deliverance? And I was like, man, that's cool. So I just began to pray on that, talk to them. And uh, it was one of the men of God in our church, which is really cool, man, that, you're, that we have men wanting to dig into this and walk in victory. Come on, amen. This ain't just a woman. He's got some men wanting to walk in victory. And that, that just got me fired up. And so I just spent time this week praying about this, talking about it, studying this, digging into this, have people praying on our prayer team, on our intercessory team about this day. And I really feel like God wants us to spend some time this morning kind of talking about spending some time answering the question, why deliver us? Why do we believe in this? Why do we mean, what do we mean when we even say these things? And so I do believe, I believe this is like another one of 
those important issues or teachings or understandings that we need to get in the area of spiritual warfare. We have to. Now, we spent time in like, I mean, in this series in why thoughts matter. And we talked about the importance in our spiritual battle and the warfare that we're in and taking the thoughts captive that the enemy would try to place into our mind. And, and we dug deep into that. And uh, I, I, I'm telling you, man, we saw God set some people free and deliver some people, and they've been walking in freedom as a result of this. But I've also seen this. You can't just think your way free sometimes. Because some, some people have been like, man, you said if I brought that thought captive, then this would happen. Now, there is an element that we see truth in that because it's Scripture and we see it. But some folks have said, man, I'm bringing the thought captive and I'm still filling the blank. Ooh, come on. Wait a minute. I've done what you said now and I'm still filling the blank. Now, I've, I, I just I love this because I believe, again, staying free, our thought process is a part of that. But there are some things, and as we can see, and as we're going to dive into this this morning, there are some areas maybe that are in your life that you need to be delivered from. Now, this word is like, this is one of those words, like, it messes with people. Like, just deliverance. For some of you, when you even hear that word, for some, it's just like, like, I hear banjo music. <clears throat> you know, I'm just like, that's what I think about. It's just like, this is, it's real weird. Like, it's a real weird thing when you're talking about deliverance and using those words. It just, it messes with some people. But what we're talking about this morning is this. When we use this word, we're talking about taking the authority that Jesus came to this earth to bring, that he released to his people to walk in. We're talking about walking in that today and using that in our life for us today to walk in freedom. That's what he's doing. And so that's what we believe in. And so what I want us to do today is be open. Now, this is the truth that, listen, that Christians need to be delivered sometimes. Okay, so like Christians need to be delivered sometimes because, again, there are some this morning, again, who are Christians. I'm talking about you love Jesus. You have a heart for him. God is even using you. God has gifted you, even anointed you, even has his hand on your life and is doing a work in your life in and through you, but there are still areas in your life that you're in bondage to. Now, that's for, for, for what the Lord said is this. He said, I came to set you free indeed, not free maybe. All right, so it's like I, I, he wants you totally, fully free. This is what his desire. So this, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to share. I got like, really like two big heavy points that we're going to look at, few sub things mixed in the middle of it. And so uh, we'll talk about those as we roll. But really just two big things this morning. They're in your notes and they're on the screen. But first of all, we need to see this is that demons are, are real. Okay, demons, they're real. Now, uh, if, if they're not, there's a lot of the Bible that we have to take out. You know what I'm talking about? If they're not real, if they're not, there's a lot of Bible we got to take out. There's a lot of the, the ministry of Jesus 
because we're going to read some of those scriptures. There are big areas of things that Christ did when he walked this earth that we're going to have to say, well, just, okay, that that's, has to be pulled out. That's not true. That was just for this. So, no, we see that, again, demons are real. Now, this is what happens. Now, we've you, you see this in a lot of areas, and it's, it's I don't think it's a hard thing to kind of get pulled into. I think it's easy, actually. I think you will see a lot of times people get pulled into extremes in, in certain areas. I'm talking about like, man, they just like, whoo, I mean, this is, it. I mean, extreme, or they're extreme like way over here, and it's like, man, it's like either or. It's like I'm, I'm this or that. I, I'm, I've tried to be, I want to be like a both and guy. All right, because when we dig into scriptures in most areas, you'll find this in most areas you see in scripture, a lot of the extremes that people are into, you actually see it's both. Now, we could talk about several examples of that just to kind of keep it to our, to our, what we're speaking of today. In the areas of demons and spiritual matters, some people think like that everything that you're going through and every situation that arises is a demon. And it's a, it's a spirit. I, you know, again, just sometimes gravity causes us to drop something. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? It's just, and it breaks, and we, we, we spill something, and things happen. Just sometimes that's just the case. I mean, it's just, you know, the laws of gravity just are going down. And so, but, but some folks are like, nothing is demonic. Satan loves that. He actually loves both. But he, he loves it when, we, when we'll say, well, there's not no today, no demons. That was a, just a Bible thing. That's not real today. That's not really happening today. People don't deal with that stuff, battle with that stuff. That's not true. And again, I, I love what C.S. Lewis said in the Screw Tape Letters. He says there are two equal and opposite errors in which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence the other is to believe and feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. That's so good. Now, what I'm speaking and teaching today, I'm just not like saying, well, because we're going to teach on this and then we're going to like everything's a demon. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm teaching. But I want us to become like really zeroed in on that there are demonic activities. There are things that the enemy would love to do. And, and I have these conversations, and this is one of the areas. Like when I talk to pastors that, they're, that I've seen like the ones that have conversations typically at the gym, and it's just weird. That's where it happens a lot of times when you have those conversations. And so working out at home now, so I may have, I have less of these. And so I'm have to seek out conversations with people, I guess now. But, but I, I, was, I was talking to one guy and he was talking and he was like, he was like, man, he said, so like y'all believe like the gifts of the spirit? I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, y'all, y'all do all that stuff? I was like, yeah, the yeah, Bible's Talk us about that. Yeah, so we're all in there. You know, baptism. Like, yeah, 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 we do that. We do this and that. And one of the things, I was talking to the guy. I was like, man, y'all cast out demons? And I was like, y'all leave them in? <laughs> Come on, you know what I'm talking about. I was like, dude, you serious, bro? You leave them. Come on, no wonder. 
No wonder. So I'm like, so, so we have to get a healthy understanding of this and get a re, like truth involved with this and see how important this is. Now, now when we see this and you hear the word, now this is why, again, I want us to see like Christians can have this. Now, now the, I'm not lessening the work of the cross. Matter of fact, we're going to see the importance of the cross and what, what the cross brings. It's going to show us that we have victory over what Satan brings. But we do see, again, that there is the thing called, and it's actually, again, a word that we can kind of like get confused. And, and it's like when you read this, and we'll see this in, in Scripture, demon-possessed, when you hear that word, it doesn't mean if someone possessed is like, man, their head's spinning like you saw on TV, in the movie. And they're always throwing up stuff, and they're elevating, and then this and that. There's some real stuff out there, y'all. Now, I'm telling you, I've, my first experience when I was young of seeing a, a demon cast out of someone would mess with y'all. I'm, it would freak some people out if I went deep into that story and how, how real some of the things that I've seen. But this is what I know. Demon possession, that word possessed, when we read that, it's not that it means that demon has ownership of you. So that's when I think a lot. Well, I'm a Christian, man. They can't have. I can't have no no type of demon in my life. And again, I, I believe this. As a Christian, I, I don't believe now that there will be a demon possess you in the way that we've seen some things happen. I don't. I don't feel that. But but this is what when we see this word, it means to gain power over or have influence in. Now, we've seen this. Now, if if a thief entered in your home, he doesn't own your home. But if he's in there, he needs to go. <laughs> he needs to go. And I know some of y'all Second Amendment, man. Y'all are all about sending them on their way, amen. <laughs> Could tell stories about that too. But if, again, there are, again, areas in our life that there is influence from the enemy, we need victory in that. I need victory in that. We need to have victory in that. If you see someone, they take a substance. And I believe this. Again, we've seen Christian people who, again, struggle with, with substances. And I believe many of them, they're, they're, they're Christians and love Jesus, but they're struggling in certain areas. Now, this is what happens. There is an influence that affects them. And what they have to do is come out from underneath the influence of what they're in. So now what we see is this. We see, again, it's in Scripture and in life situations that there is demon activity. There are demonic activities. So, again, I believe this. I believe there are some Christians who, again, can have demonic activity in their life. Now, should they? No. Can they? I believe yes. Yeah, I believe, again, that there are areas that we see here. Now, in our text, if you look back at this, this is what's pretty cool. Now, in Mark chapter 1, we see that messianic ministry of Jesus now beginning to unfold. And the very first thing that he talks about, and we see here that he does, he gets rid of demonic activity in the church. Uh, some, yeah, now, it's okay if we talk about it like when it's happening somewhere else. No, like I said, like if it's out there. But one of the first things that he deals with in the synagogue, in the church, but he's dealing with demonic activity and demonic spirits right from the get-go. Like before he does anything else, we're seeing right in the beginning, this is the opposition. And I've seen this. I've seen right when you step into your ministry from the Messiah, you face opposition from the enemy immediately. Immediately. 
So again, this is, this is not something new that we're struggling with today. This is something that we've seen day one. Now, this is what we see now in Scripture throughout of it. Again, I'm just trying to again show again the, how real demons are, again, to get, but not everything is, but how real they are. We see this again. I, I, had like, I had a lot of Scriptures, and I was like, we're going to be there for four days if I preach all this stuff. So I was like, okay, so I had to like take a lot out. I, I encourage you, sometimes sit down and just start looking at all the Scriptures in the Bible where Jesus has taken authority over demonic activity where he's telling his disciples to go take authority over activity. We're going to look at some where he, he's talking and teaching, telling us to go take authority over it. But this is what we see, just the fact that it's real. From the get-go, again, personal stories I could tell, but just from Scripture first, Matthew like 8, 16 is another example. We saw it in Matthew 1. Matthew 8, 16, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. Ain't Jesus awesome? I mean, I'm telling you, it's just like, so this is what he wants for us. He wants all of us free. Every, it doesn't matter. Well, I, I mean, I, I dig out deep into some bondage area. I'm deep, it's, it's a stronghold. This has been passed down from generations. This is a family thing. We've seen this in our bloodline for years. It can stop today. Amen. It can stop today because, again, what he did, he, he healed. Again, those who were brought to him, and there were many that he delivered and set free. Matthew 12, 22. Then one who was brought to him who was demon-possessed, and look at what demon-possession can do. Again, a demon over in your life having, again, some type of hold on you, this is what it can do. It can show up and, and affect you in so many areas. We see here that he was blind and mute because of, again, a connection, I believe, that we'll see to the Spirit. Now, this is what Jesus does. He healed him. He healed him. That's like He healed him. And so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. That's deliverance. It's d deliverance is when Christ comes into your situation and you see and hear things you've never heard before in him. And you walk into a place of healing and victory in your life unlike you didn't even think was possible. This dude may have thought this was going to be his life forever. And it would have been until he met Jesus. Amen. So some of you today, some of that spirit thinks that it has a hold on your life. And it's telling you this is how it's always going to be. You're about to encounter Jesus today. And he's going to set you free and deliver you from every stronghold in your life. Today, I believe it's going to happen. We're going to see it happen. So first of all, we, but we got to get it settled. Number one is that demons are real. All right. But number two is this, and this is my favorite that he gave me, is this, is that we don't have to put up with them. Come on, it's one thing for them to be real, but it's another thing for them to be real in you and staying in you when it doesn't have to be. And so this is what I believe, and I trust is this, that we don't have to put up with what, again, the enemy is doing today. Jesus didn't put up with that stuff. He didn't like go into, he's like, oh man, I'm going to move on to the next synagogue and preach another message. This one's messed up. He doesn't do that in your life. He doesn't do that for you. He doesn't say, well, man, you're so far gone. No, he says today. 
and we walk in free. This is how God works. And so, again, we don't have to put up with it. And I love it. I've just been seeing that, and I shared this picture yesterday. Because it just, like, man, it just warmed my heart. I've just been, like, getting, like, extra reminders about Easter this, this, since Easter's happened, man. And it's, it's one of those, like, you know, celebrations that we have as a church and as believers that I try not to just get past too easy. I want to, like, like, every week celebrate Jesus being alive. Amen. Easter every Sunday here, right here, man. And that's just what I want. But it's just been seeing little things dropping my heart, my spirit, just seeing things. And yesterday I was in the yard working, and Ellie, our little grand, our granddaughter, we had hidden eggs. And as I was working in the yard, I found one of the eggs that she hadn't found. And I was like, man, I took a picture of it. And so last night I took her to the picture, took her, and I was like, hey, you look around and you see something. And she found it, and she was like just so pumped that she found that egg. But I found that, and it hit me, and it just got me thinking that, man, the resurrection, the power that what Christ brings, the Scripture says the same spirit that raised him from the dead is what's in us. And that same spirit that got him out of the grave is what we're supposed to be walking in today, me and you. So again, I love what we see here. Now, this is what God did. In our text today, there are three things. This is in your notes. I believe it's going to probably be on the screen as well. But there are three areas that we see Jesus do. There's three specific things. And I believe there are still things we do today that we don't get away from. This is still, I believe, again, I believe it's a model. When we see that, when you see stuff in Scripture for the first time, it's a model a lot of times for what we're supposed to continue in. All right, that's a whole nother teaching. But again, this is what we see. In, in our text, we see, first of all, that Jesus taught with authority. So again, a teaching came forth that brought an understanding of the authority that Jesus walked in. So again, this is, again, this is what Jesus did. He set the example. He taught this. Christ was the picture of this. He was the example. He set it in play. He stood up. He taught, and he taught differently. That's what the Holy Spirit, you'll do things differently in the power of the Holy Spirit. You'll do things like it's a whole different way, but this is what we see here. He taught with authority. Now, this is what, we, this is what I believe happens. The Word of God today that we open up is the words of God. Simple. I was just like, the words of God that we speak, it's the word of God. So when we do what Jesus did, when we stand up in the synagogue, when we stand up now being the body of Christ, being now a temple of the Lord himself, when he dwells in us, now when we in the temple, in the synagogue, in the church, stand up and teach and speak in the word of God, what that does is brings authority into our life. Now, this is what, now I can't say, if I just got up here and told you all a bunch of stories but didn't bring you the word, that's no authority in that. There's no authority in my words. There's no authority in your words. But there's great authority when we use the words of God in our life. And so, again, we see here there's a picture in this. Now, again, I believe, again, we've taught, like, why the Bible, why the Word of God. Again, go back, listen to those. Again, it's so important, but he taught with authority. And what he taught was, again, he was speaking. He was the Word of God himself. Come, Word come flesh and now dwells among us. He's now teaching with authority. Second thing that he does, he doesn't just speak with authority. Again, he doesn't stop there. When the Spirit reveals itself, he silences it. 
So this is huge. I believe there's a connection here to us bringing the thought captive. That's one of the ways we silence it. Now, again, I believe how this is where we see all this unfold. But he silenced the voice of the enemy. So this is what you do. Will you stand in the authority speaking in God's word? And when that enemy tries to reveal itself to you, you silence it. You refuse. You, no, you, you stop it. You, you take authority now. You walk in the authority that you've been given. And again, not your, not your authority, but what again God has given you, what you now walk in. And you have this. We'll see again. He's going to drop this in. He's a, there's a picture that leads right up to the day for us. So again, he taught with authority. He silenced the voice of the enemy. And I love number three. What he said is he does this. He sent them packing, dog. I should add dog to that. It just says it goes to my notes. Amen. He just, he sent them packing. And this is what you do. Don't just shut it up. Send it on its way. Send it on its way. I mean, like, you have to go. So this is what we see now. We do this as well. We, we walk in the authority of God's word. We silence the voice of the enemy. We send him packing. And again, this is amazing because we have people who are, like, telling these things, again, that, like, their stories in their home and family where they've been dealing with this stuff, and this is exactly what they did. This is how they stood in the authority of God's word. They shut it up, and they sent it on its way. And so, again, it's what we still do today. Me and you. So again, Jesus does this. And this is what's important. When Christ encountered the demon, he sent the demon packing, not the person. And this is a tragedy in the church today. The church sends so many people with their issues on their way instead of getting rid of the issue. They instead of dealing with it, instead of walking the authority as that as that they've been given as God's service, instead of the instead of silencing the voice of the enemy and sending it on its way, they send the people out. Now this is what again this I've I've seen this I've I've watched this happen. We sat down this week with someone who was like struggling. I mean heavily in their life. the The enemy was strong, and then these were like Christians. I'm talking about they love Jesus, gifted in ministry, called to serve Him, and were. But there were areas that the enemy had come in, and what they needed more than anything was a church to put their arms around them and to take authority over that voice that was speaking to them and set them free and instead they sent them on their way they sent them on their way now this is what we're going to do man we're going to deal with this devil we're going to send the enemy on its way so again listen we're going to keep the demon out so again not you so don't be like i can't be honest Whew. well some of you are right now i can't i can't Altar call, we're going to get real. This is what I'm, and so I'm going to set this thing up because at home, in the house, we're going to get real. So listen, if like you say, well, I can't go down there, and you know you're struggling, that's the influence of the enemy. It's not what God wants. It's not what we want. So again, we take authority. So again, and if we respond, or when we respond, we're going to do this. We're going to take authority over the enemy, not you. 
We're going to give you the help you walk in the authority that God has given you. So again, this is what we're going to see happen, but this is what he works. I got to roll, man. There's a lot here. All right. So he appoints his disciples. In Mark chapter 3, he does this. Then he appointed the 12 that they might be with him and they might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. Bro, like every time you see this thing, man, they were dealing with this stuff. And again, first thing in the commission, the great commission of God calling us after preaching the gospel, after the again, because it's the gospel that will bring this the salvation to that person. The first thing he does, again, not dealing with a sickness, not dealing with the listen, dealing with the demon, demon itself. So he said to them, Mark 16, 15, and he said to them, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. So we're going to do this in the name of Jesus, not the name of us, or not but the name of Christ. They will speak with new tongues. They will drink. Uh, they will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So again, we see this over and over. But the first thing that we see here is again now that he tells them to walk now in that authority. And to do this again in a way to set people free. Now, this is what we, we I'm telling you, if some, again, people have done this. They've tried to make it a big fanfare, a show. It's not that. It's not, that's never been that. It should never be that. So again, we just try to even just walk in wisdom the best that we can. Sometimes when we deal with these situations, sometimes we'll leave the room and go into another room. Because we're not trying to freak anybody out, make it a big deal, say, oh, they're all, no, no, listen. But again, we want freedom for those people. We want freedom for this house. And so again, we're never trying to draw attention to us. We're trying to exalt the Father through the Son, Christ, but walk now in that authority. Now we see this drop down. Man, I got to go. Luke 10, 17, it says, then the 70 returned with joy. This is people that he sent out. So again, some are like, well, it's just for those 12 disciples. He's showing us that again, like, it wasn't for just him. Jesus, wasn't for just his disciples, those 12. He sends out 70, and they're supposed to go out and train and equip, and this is supposed to continue down the line. When 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And that is like, that is a pretty cool thing. I'm just going to say it, it is. But again, it's not for show. It's not to glorify us. That's where you miss it, mess up real quick. And so again, but, but again, it is, it is an amazing thing. And he said to them, it's like Jesus is like, yeah, of course they're subject. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Again, you can dig into those scorpions, serpents, teachings on that, what that represents, the strongholds and bondages and days, years of this, but then freedom from this is what he says. Verse 20, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. Don't get like fired up. Ooh, yeah, they're subject to us. That the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The greatest celebration is man is eternity with Jesus. But he does not want you in bondage until you get there. He wants you free today. And, and, and again, there are certain ways that we as a church do this. There are certain ways that we as a body teach this and show this and for you to walk in. There's some things, again, that need to be delivered. Some things need to be cast out. Some things need to be discipled and counseled out. 
We believe in both. Again, there's a stream. Some people are like, what's all this? It's all that. No, again, we believe in deliverance and discipleship. We, we, we believe in casting and counseling. Amen. Again, whatever it is that the need is, man, we want to do it. And both are valuable to the body and both are important. And again, both are so needed. Jack Hafer, bad man, he said it like this. He said, you can't disciple a demon and you can't cast out the flesh. All right, so again, so, but again, so we do what we have to do to deal with those things. So again, and I believe this, I believe there's, there's any area, first of all, that the enemy has a stronghold in your life today, God wants to set you free. Any area. There's some areas that he's highlighted in my heart for today, and I feel like there's some specific areas that, again, I've been praying personally into that God's going to do today, and there's three of them, and they're in your notes, and both of them begin with S, and he just gave it to me like that. But the first one is, is sin. Like, you know, Christians still battle with sin issues and struggle with that. We shouldn't. We should be able to walk in freedom, and that's what he wants. But there are areas in Christians' lives, people in this room, us, people on the stage that, again, that, again, there are areas of sin that you have been in bondage to, and, and God came to set us free from those things. So any area of our life. So you can do it this way. You can look at it. If there's, like, any addictions, any strongholds, any area that you need victory over. Like today, that's an area that maybe, again, even as a Christian, like, man, I keep falling back into this. I like brought that thought captive, but I keep kind of like feeling myself go. There, every time I just keep falling back. Again, maybe, again, it's, it's, it's an area where you have influence from something that needs to leave your life. And today, God wants to send it back. And amen. Amen. So again, it could be a sin issue. Uh, second thing, again, that God put on my heart, it could be sickness. Now, again, I don't believe all sicknesses is like a demon. I just don't. There's viruses and there's germs and there's things. Again, all connected to a fallen world from Satan. So you can almost say, yeah, it all kind of connects. But, 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 just like the, but there's sicknesses that without a doubt, they're spirit of infirmities. They're things that, again, that the enemy and sicknesses that have people and have hold of them. And for like maybe if you have a recurring sickness, like you mean like I can't shake this thing. Like it just keeps coming back. One of the things like you put on my heart this week, like if you're like physically tired all the time. The, this is just that real. Like it's just, I can't shake this. This is like staying there. It's like, man, I cannot get victory over this. So it's like sin area. It could be a sickness area. Finally this morning, it could be this. It could be a sorrow. Not just, it could be a sin. It could be a sickness. It could be a sorrow. Sorrow today is this. It's anything, again, that robs you today of the joy that God wants you to have. Anything today that is robbing you from that. We see that there are spirits of fear. There are spirits of fear. Some are, are battling anxiety, some depression. Some are struggling with those things. And again, it could be, again, bringing sorrow into your life. It's flowing down to relationships, marriages, and people in your life, relationships, those sort of things. And so, again, any area today, again, that we see that the enemy may be trying to bring us down, God wants us to walk in freedom from that. So I'm going to ask you, if you would, just to stand, please, as quick as you can, reverently as we can. And I want to ask you this. Listen, today, if there's any area today, just anything today that you, as the word of God is going forth, you're like, man, I want to be free from that. I want to be free from that today. And I just, I want, before we open up the altars, I, I just want to ask you just today, come on, bow your heads, close your eyes, and just ask the Holy Spirit today, speak to me. Listen, we hear, we listen, we hear from him. And he's revealing things, and that demon hates it. 
demonic activity hates it. And again, if there's any area, any stronghold, any area of sickness, any area of sorrow or your joy, your victories, it's being robbed from you. Today, listen, that thing is going to have to leave you in the name of Jesus. We're not just going to reveal that we're going to send it on its way. We're going to send it on its way. So listen, whatever that may be, anything today that may have you in bondage. So I take authority over the enemy. I take authority over the spirit. We take authority over that in the name of Jesus, and we release freedom today in this room for people to respond, for people to be free, for people to be walking in victory today. We step in that today. We step in that right now. Yeah, we thank you for it. Now, listen, I just, it just, his heads are about, eyes are closed. Listen, first of all, if you don't know Christ, you need to surrender your life to Jesus today. And every, every week, listen, the gospel is true, it's real. And what Christ bring, come to bring to you is salvation. First of all, before anything else, he said, rejoice in that above anything else. So we want to rejoice today. The Holy Spirit is drawing you. If you need salvation today, we're going to ask you to respond to that. But if there's any area today, again, it it might not be something I highlighted, just that he highlighted on my heart, but it's be something the Holy Spirit's highlighting in yours. Even as a Christian, yeah. Man, I want to walk in victory from this. I need healing in this. I need joy here. I'm going to ask you to simply do this. Just step out. If there's any area you need prayer for in your life today, just step out. Don't wait. Don't raise your hand. Don't just say, I right, know. Don't let the influence of the enemy stop you. Any area, Christian, step forward. Any area, any strong, anything, just begin to come. Make your way. You can bow. You can kneel. You can just stand here. Whatever you may feel more comfortable doing. But today, listen, we want to just pray over you. We want to pray for you. Yeah, God bless you. Come. Who else? Just come. Hey, I'm going to give you an invitation. You at home, please click that Next Steps link. Let us know today how we can be praying for you. I believe, again, the Spirit of God's real. He comes into your home. He's not, he's not limited to this room, this space here that we're in today. Yeah, God bless you. Who else? Just come. Any area. Any area today. I want freedom from this. Worship team is going to minister in song. As they minister today, don't hesitate. Don't stay back. Step forward today and receive what God has for you. And it's in the name of Christ. It's in victory that he's promised. And we receive that today by faith. Yeah, now. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, God bless you. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.